0: Welcome to Life After Ministry. Uh, If you hear all the background noise, it's because we are at the American Association of Christian Counselors, and I happen to be sitting across from a man in uniform. It's pretty cool. And we call him Chaplain Jordan Huggins. Jordan, hello. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Great to be here. What uniform are you wearing? I've been to children's ministry conferences before where there's people like in clown costumes. Yes, yes, You are not wearing that. So paint a picture of what we see before us here. This
1: this is what we call our dress blues, right? So uh, our shirt tie, and this is what we're doing when we're in like more formal environments, conferences, things like that. This is what we're gonna wear. Day to day, you'd see us in what we call our OCPs. Okay, uh, that's like the camo uniform, that you see us running around with the boots and all that stuff. But this is this is the this is the you know conference attire. What I'm rocking right now. I so, love that. Yeah. I, you can see mine is a flannel and jeans. Yes, yeah, that's my that's my after hours <laughs> <you> uniform. <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah? I come from Colorado, so oh, it, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: uh, you represent uh, a branch of the military. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm a chaplain with the United States Air Force and space force now Um, how cool is that how cool is that right i love that yeah so um yeah i'm i'm in ministry in the military Um, okay so it's very unique uh sort of context to be ministering in um started off in the military and then went in uh went into ministry and then back into the military so kind of a unique track there good so that's that's the thirty five thousand. foot view. Yeah. And, and you understand that because you've been in because the air I'm, before. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, but <laughs> You're speaking my language. <laughs> I, I'm trying really hard. So
0: I'm trying not to be too fake, but uh, I, I fly at you know, American Airlines and that's about it. But oh, yeah. okay. uh, let's let's unpack that a little bit. You went into the military uh-huh. um, and was that in the Air Force?
1: Yeah, it was in the Air Force. So I commissioned originally through an ROTC program okay. at uh, Siena College in Loudonville, New York. Ah, uh, 2006, and uh, became a second lieutenant in the in the Air Force, and I was uh, given the the job of contracting officer, which is like a procurement world. Okay. Um, so lots of government contracts, and uh, did that for seven years, and um, you know went through went through a bit of like an existential, what I would call like an existential spiritual crisis, like a lot of people do in their 20s, trying to figure you know figure yourself out, figure life out, yeah. who you are, what you believe, all that. And uh, that really was what led me into a desire to go into ministry. I saw, um, you know, I myself went through that and I saw a lot of my friends go through something similar. Um, and when you say
0: existential spiritual crisis, were you a Christian? Would you call yourself uh, yeah, a Christian I was. at that point? Yeah,
1: I grew up in the church, okay. um, was definitely a Christian, but I, I, you know, like a lot of people do in our twenties, like um, I just sort of walked away from it all, mm-hmm. um, you know, Embraced the college lifestyle, if yep. you will, and, yep. and and did all that, and uh, and then that continued when I first got into the to the Air Force. So I I sort of kept that that uh, call it my frat boy days, you know, yeah. even though it wasn't in a fraternity, but yeah. <laughs> I embraced that lifestyle.
0: So you have this moment where you are the Lord is calling you back; He's bringing you back. And what did that lead you to?
1: Yeah. So that really led me to question what is my purpose? Like what what am i good at what are my strengths like lord what are you calling me to do and really questioning my my identity and who i was as a person um and so, you know, that's ultimately what led me into into the ministry, and specifically into chaplaincy, was that that kind of pursuit. Um, so, give me unpack a little bit of your ministry life. So, sure. Sure. Came out of military and yeah. went
0: into ministry. What was
1: that ministry? Yeah. So I I left uh, active duty Air Force in 2013 and started attending uh, a, a seminary in Denver called Denver Seminary. yeah um, did that for for three years. I did a full time. I was just like, I'm gonna go get my master's divinity, and I, I needed to make up for lost time because I didn't have that, you know, that sort of traditional pastoral training track. So right. I jumped headfirst into that, and then uh, uh, was a kind of a volunteer pastor at my local church during that, and interned with my local church. Did a lot of like home visits, hospital visits, counseling, some teaching and preaching, you know, at youth groups and filling in on Sundays uh, through that whole process, Um, and then worked for a parachurch organization for a few years after seminary. Also working pretty closely with with churches in that role. In In that role, I was I was building relationships with local church pastors that our parachurch organization would work with. So. Uh, working with a lot of lot of pastors, a lot of senior pastors and associate pastors, executive pastors. Um, it, while I was never like a senior pastor or a full-time pastor mm-hmm. myself, I got to see like very closely the challenges, the struggles that you all go through. And I mean, just watching, I mean, some of my best friends in the world today are, are pastors. And just uh, seeing what they go through and the pressures that they're under and stuff, man, I, it's, a, I love this this ministry for that, you know, that you're, so so moving, so
0: you went from military into ministry right. and then back into- Back into the military. Back yeah. into the military, but doing ministry right. in the military. So what what was the instigating factor that got you back yes.
1: into Yes. So, I, you know, I mentioned I, I went through that spiritual and existential crisis, I say. Right. Um, that's pretty common in the military. You know, I would say a lot of people, if not most people that come into the military, come into the military for spiritual reasons they want to be part of something bigger than themselves they want to belong they want a sense of community they want a want a sense of purpose a sense of mission and while the air force does a really really good job at you know scratching some of those itches right those are at the end of the day those are as we know spiritual existential questions that those people are asking yeah and so i you know i having gone through that myself i look back and i said man i would i would have loved to have had a chaplain or a pastor or somebody that could come along and have intersected with me in that moment of crisis, and say, you know, the, this, the air, this is the, this is the, this is the itches that this, that the Air Force is going to be able to scratch for you. But let me point you to some of the answers to the questions that you have that are going to scratch even, you know, the the bigger ones that you have. If That's that right. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: And then they go in and. I know in, in all of the battles and all the you know the history of the world, there have been battles and there have been borders that have changed, and this battle was won, and, but right. these people are gone now. And like I, knowing, knowing some people in the military, the, the bigger question is, is what I'm doing right now going to matter 10,000 years from now? Right. And right. so you're opening right. that. And, and really, you're working with a group of people that are asking some of these bigger questions in right. the midst of defending our country. Right, right. right. What are some of the needs of airmen, guardians, right? That's what they're called. Yeah, airmen Um, and guardians. Airmen and guardians, I'm learning. Um, But what are some of the needs as as they are serving their time uh, that you get to come
1: alongside as a chaplain? Yeah, so uh, some of the things I just mentioned are probably some of the biggest needs, right? A sense of belonging, a sense of community, a sense of purpose. Uh, a sense of meaning, right? And so, that so, like I said, the Air Force is a really, really good job as of providing that. Um, you know, part of part of my training, for for instance, to be someone, I'm, I'm an officer and a chaplain, right? Like that's that's our role. Part of my training is we go to what I consider the best leadership training in the world. Uh, we go through Officer Training School. It's an eight week program, and in, in uh, Montgomery, Alabama, at Maxwell Air Force Base, right? And it's some of the best leadership training you're going to get on the planet. But that, you know, that that yearn, I think, that we all have for the transcendent, is it's 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 going to meet some of that, but not all of that. And uh, so, our local pastors, especially local pastors that are in military towns where there's lots of military people, uh, they can provide the rest of that answer to that longing that uh, some of our military members have for for that that deeper sense of purpose, that deeper sense of meaning, and. Yeah. Are they also just struggling with stuff like just anxiety oh yeah, and yeah. fear or
0: even just the being deployed and the disconnect from family and the familiar yep. and and you're stepping into some of those spaces and bringing comfort but also
1: bringing Jesus yep yeah at a very a very practical level that's I mean, so a lot of what I do as a chaplain is uh, counseling, one-on-one counseling with, with our airmen and guardians. And so it's everything from separation anxiety from, you know, they're, they're, is the first time for a lot of them that they're away from home, away from their family, from their hometown where they grew up. Um, you just there, there's that piece all the way to you know as serious as suicidal ideation and mm. uh, depression and uh, things of that nature so uh, we get this privileged opportunity to sit with people in the midst of that and um, yeah so I would encourage you know your audience as well like that are, I'm assuming a lot of um, you know people who were pastors and people who may be in that process of transitioning. Um, if you're in, if you're, if that you have that in mind, that those those are the kinds of people that you want to minister to. The, the chaplaincy is a great place to do that.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's why a lot of pastors get into it in the first right. place, right? Is there is a care for and concern for people, right? Um, and so, yeah, and that that is what, one of the questions that we get a lot of times with people who are coming out of ministry. They they say, "I have this seminary degree. What do I do with what it?" Do I, do? Right? Yeah. I don't. What are my marketable skills, my transferable skills? Um, And so what does it take to become a military chaplain? What are the kinds of people that you're looking for? Because you're obviously you're recruiting and, and bringing people in. What are you looking for, and then what? What are some of the disqualifications of things that you can't? Yeah. Um, take in. That's good. I remember part of my process in coming out of ministry, mm-hmm. um, being a chaplain in the
1: military, was one of those things I was looking at. Yeah. But you guys told me I'm too old. <laughs> yeah. So the the yeah. So I'll talk about that first. The cutoff is yeah, 40 years 40 years old. Yeah. Uh, is the cutoff. It's it's a young person's game, man. You got to be able to run, jump, get up real fast from the push-up position, which I'm <laughs> i am turning 40 this year, so oh, I'm congrats. getting, getting uh, slower and slower I, at doing that. I can that, do but all <laughs> that. It just,
0: it's just my, my shape, my condition the next day <laughs> right, is, right, is not yeah. as great as I'd like yeah, it to be. It's the
1: next day that, yeah, I'm finding <laughs> that I'm, as I'm turning 40, I'm finding that it's the next day yeah. That's the hardest part. Okay, yeah. so 40 is so the for, cutoff. So yeah, 40 is the cutoff. Um, you got to be physically fit. Uh, yeah. for, specifically for chaplains, though, we're looking for somebody with an MDiv degree, a Master's of Divinity degree, uh-huh. or a Master's degree in Theology, Religious Studies of at least 72 credit hours. So Okay. Uh, looking for that. And then a couple years of experience in what we call re- like religious leadership experience. So full-time, you know, ministry experience of at least two years. So somebody who's, you know, working at a church or working at a parachurch organization or something like that. And then uh, be a U.S. citizen. I've got to be a U.S. citizen. Um, and I think I already mentioned, but, you know, be able to pass some uh, basic physical fitness tests for yeah. the military. Those are kind of the big... The big ones. And then we also have uh, what's, there's a, so to be a chaplain, you have to be endorsed by your denomination or your faith group um, uh, that you belong to. So you have to get what's called an ecclesiastical endorsement, which is an official uh, recognized, government recognized endorsement from your denomination saying that this person is, you know, fully credentialed, if you will, to be a chaplain in the Air Force. And so, um, if you'd like more information about that, I'd say we, you know, I'll, I'll we'll provide links to our website and stuff for finding how you how you go about doing that.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure in some of those things, like some people have been disqualified, moral failure, they came out of ministry, and mm-hmm. and maybe that's not possible to get that endorsement, and right. maybe this is not the right fit. But there's some people that they were burned out on the every sunday yeah, and, yeah. and just that that church group and this is a, a different calling for them right. and this might be a perfect fit for them
1: and i'm and I'm, i mean i'm a non-denominational guy like that's I, I came up with that kind of independent charismatic uh church world yeah. christian church world and um so there are endorsing bodies out there built for uh those of us that if if anybody falls into that category like i do in the non-denominational world so yeah just
0: kidding yeah, yeah. I, I remember i i went through some of that myself because i was Coming out of a non-denominational context. So yeah. Yeah. From from the moment that somebody contacts you and says I'm interested. Yeah. To the moment where they get to put on their blues. Yeah, and yeah. actually uh, join.
1: What? How long does that process take? So on average, it's about so four to six months if you're coming onto that to the active duty side. Yeah. And the reason for that lead time is we have to do a full evaluation of who you are as a person, right? Because you got to be medically qualified. You've got to be. Uh, obviously, professionally qualified, um, have all those things met. So it's about you know on average between four to six months from the point at which you know you we get that endorsement that I was talking about, that ecclesiastical endorsement from your denomination or your faith group saying, hey, this is we we endorse this person for military chaplaincy to the point at which you're raising your right hand, swearing in, and we're handing you uniforms. Uh, and give yeah, you the plane, right? You get to go
0: fly after that? Oh, yeah, yeah. You get, a, yeah, you get your <laughs> personal plane. That's that's, uh, that's all part of it. Yeah, that's awesome. The <laughs> no. chopper picks you up. And, uh, yeah, and, this, uh, this
1: is not endorsed by the Department of Defense or the that, United States Air right. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have all kinds of disclaimers after this, right? Right, you, right, right. You guys
0: had to check us out before we actually got <laughs> started with all this. It's really funny. Um, well, that's great. Um, if somebody's interested and uh, they feel like, I'm, th- this might be a really good piece for me. Um, yeah, I feel a calling towards this. What's a good next step?
1: Yeah, airforce.com slash chaplain, that, that easy. So airforce.com slash chaplain. Uh, check us out, our, our emails on there. We're, we're on Instagram at Air Force Chaplain Corps uh, and Facebook at Air Force Chaplain Corps. Corps is C-O-R-P-S and chaplain is C-H-A-P-L-A-I-N. Uh, Some yeah, people spell it with- It's tricky. Lose the last A, yeah. If if you uh,
0: are with the Space Force, do you actually get to go into space and be a chaplain up right.
1: there? Right. Yeah, when well, we no, colonize you know, Mars, I mean, <laughs> go into space. You know, maybe in your own mind. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's so fun. I was. I did. I did uh, six years in the Space Force world. Um, few before I was a chaplain, and then a few after I was a chaplain. Uh, they're doing some cool stuff, man. Yeah, it's, it's like it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, last question, because sure. this
0: podcast is called Life After Ministry. Yeah. Uh, today you're experiencing life after ministry, um, but you're also experiencing ministry after ministry. right? right. Um, do you still feel that sense that you're doing the work of God
1: outside of the walls of the church? Yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I, um, you know, in the, in the, in the chaplain corps, we have a saying that we, our normal day is to be with people on their worst day. Ooh, And, uh, yeah, it's so true. Like we have the sacred opportunity to be able to sit with people who are going through some of the worst times in in their in their lives, you know. And there, I don't think there's anything more pastoral in the world that we can do than that. Um, my, my my senior pastor back home he told a story about a, a man in his congregation that he was walking through. His wife had uh, ALS, contracted ALS, and was you know basically dying for several years and. The moment that she passed, that final moment she passed, you know, he uh, was sitting with him on the curb at the end of his driveway, at the end of this man's driveway, and they just wept together. Mm-hmm. And he said, "There is no better sermon than I'll ever preach than that moment." That's right. You know, and I and that's like we get to do as chaplains, we get to do that. That's a sacred. I mean, it's a it's hard. The most challenging thing. I've ever had to do in ministry, but it is wh- what a sacred privilege it is, you know, to be able-, be able to get to do that, so. And literally the hands and feet of Jesus, right? Like, yeah, right because
0: right. if we're going to manifest a God who wants to be with us right. in our worst day, right, um, we need a human version of that. We need, we need God in flesh and bone. Right? That's it. And so you get to manifest that, I love that. That's it, exactly, yeah. Chaplain Jordan Huggins, thanks for being with us here on Life After Ministry Podcast.
1: Yeah, really appreciate what you guys are doing. I mean, this is such a cool calling, such a cool ministry. So yeah, God bless you. Thanks. Yeah.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Life After Ministry Podcast. Our mission is to help you navigate the complexities, the joys, and sometimes even the beautiful moments of life after ministry. Whether you're a ministry leader thinking about a transition or a stakeholder in the decision-making process, we hope these conversations bring you both clarity and comfort. And we believe that any transition can really be a gateway to transformation and that there's not just life after ministry, but there's also ministry after ministry. If you found value in today's episode, consider subscribing to this podcast and don't hesitate to share it with anyone that you think might benefit The journey is sacred, and we're committed to walking alongside you, providing resources, encouragement, and a community where stories are heard and valued. And until next time, keep leaning into these opportunities, these transitions, these transformations, and the challenges that come with life after ministry.